Sports fans, hang those team jerseys or other collectibles in style with help from the guys at thesportdisplays.com as they have you covered. Thesportdisplays.com. Hang it, display it, or show it off with the jersey mount. The jersey mount is an affordable, easy to install, and kick-ass way to decorate your man cave, dorm, home, or office. Went to a totally badass concert and want to show off some of your memorabilia yeah the jersey mount can help you with that or how about that wrestling pay-per-view event or live show you recently went to and you want to show off that wrestling collectible in style the jersey mount can help you with that or you want to represent your favorite sports team the jersey mount has you covered installation is so fast and so easy and the best part you won't damage your wall Pick up your jersey mount today over at thesportdisplays.com. Hang it, display it, or show it off with the jersey mount at thesportdisplays.com. Get yours today at thesportdisplays.com. Thesportdisplays.com. One more time, thesportdisplays.com. Booyah, and it's time for the Game Sports Show. It is your host, David McCaig Jr. It is September the 2nd, 2022. Happy long weekend to all you listeners out there. Make sure you hit like, follow, and subscribe on all the Game Sports Show platforms, including the Game Entertainment and Media, TGEM, the TGEM Network YouTube channel as well. We're here talking Strike Zone. This is Strike Zone, technically Strike Zone Episode 6 as you can tune into the previous episode of Strike Zone as it was a combined edition with Top Shelf with yours truly as well as I was joined by Connor Henderson. For this Strike Zone edition for episode 6, it will be just yours truly getting to all that you need to know in regards to baseball, both locally and nationally up to the Major League Baseball. And there's a lot to get to in just short time as we're only going to be here for about 15, 20 minutes today. So I want to make sure I dive right into the show. But before I do that, I want to give a quick shout out to some new sponsors here on the Game Sports Show. And those shout outs going to 45 Social. That's located in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario and is intertwined with our Little Caesar sponsorship as everybody will know through our Little Caesar special edition uploads as well as the sports displays. As you would have heard off the introduction after the show opener, the Sports Displays Jersey Mount product, it is fantastic. Make sure you give them a check out at thesportsdisplays.com and you can reach out to yours truly for more details. If you are interested and if you're looking at hanging up that jersey in your basement, jerseys, maybe you're helping run a hockey team, minor, major, professional, whatever it may be, the sports displays, the jersey mount is available for your purchase and can definitely tickle your fancy. Now, let's get into the show on Strike Zone. And you can look on the gainsportshow.com. And we've had, as I mentioned, five other episodes of Strike Zone. And very exciting stuff with our website. It's going to be upcoming in the very near future. A lot of updates courtesy of Thrush Creative Co. President Aaron Robinson, the designer of our website. But nonetheless, Six episodes in, and I get questions often saying, oh, why don't you do a bit more in terms of Strike Zone for episodes? Well, of course, myself and Connor, there's, there comes a timing of shows, and there's always baseball going on. It doesn't matter if it's local, if it's national. There's games every day in the major leagues. There's obviously a lot going on during the season, and Connor and I like to keep the content fresh as well as 
ensure that we touch on everything that is both local, regional, and national, which is right in the game sports show title. The Twin Sioux is only local, regional, and national sports show. But there's always a lot that we do talk about, and each show provides a lot of content, which is why our shows are a little bit more spaced out than you would normally do, but we are doing them on a bi-weekly basis. So yes, to answer questions that we have been getting for Strike Zone, that is my answer to you. And let's swing away on Strike Zone. I'm going to start actually with local baseball. And I know everyone may be used to where we start with the national side, then transition into local. However, I'm going to start with local today and give about a handful of minutes or so, minutes of news, updates, and some discussion there before I do dive into uh, the national side of baseball in the major leagues. And I know for the Sault Ste. Marie side of listeners, there's going to be a bit more tune-ins, I'm sure, this week because they know what I'm going to be touching on. And yes, that is the Men's Open Hardball Baseball League in Sault Ste. Marie. But I'm going to touch on that at the end because there is a bit more news uh, to touch on locally first before I get to the end of the local side of, of news before, of course, the national side. So before I get into talking about the Men's Open Hardball League with the T-Gem Pandas, I'm going to start by talking about the Siouxball.com. And I'll be honest, we're not sponsors. They don't sponsor. We don't sponsor. This has been no prior discussion about promoting this website. The Game Sports Show just makes sure that we promote everything. And as I mentioned in the title, local, regional, national sports show, the Twin Sioux only, right? And for those that are outside of Sault Ste. Marie, this is still good news for you to tune in. So don't go anywhere still. Siouxball.com does an absolute amazing job with their information, with the news, and promoting the game of baseball here in Sault Ste. Marie. So I want to give kudos to them for that. I am clapping in the background if you can or cannot hear. But the Game Sports Show is going to give you all the updates that they possibly can. If you go to SiouxBall.com, you can see this. But first, I'm going to dive into the Sioux College Cougars. Yes, there has been some familiarity with Sioux College and the Game Sports Show when we were talking hockey. But yes, they have a baseball team that is getting underway this season. And they start their season. And according to SiouxBall.com, they start their season on Saturday, September the 17th at 12 o'clock at Sinclair Yards, IDA Park. And that is against St. Clair College. Uh, they also play 2.30 against St. Clair College on Saturday, September the 17th as well. They will play Sunday, September 18th in the doubleheader against Lambton College, 1 and 3 p.m. Then they will play on Saturday, October 1st, doubleheader there, Centennial College, 12.30 and 2.30 followed by Sunday, October 2nd against Durham College, 1 and 3 o'clock, and as mentioned, Sinclair Yards, IDA Park. You can see this college's full schedule by going to SiouxBall.com and clicking where they have the schedule posted on their news article. And the reason why I'm going to be discussing the college a little bit more, because there are some players that played on the T-Gem Pandas that are going to be on the Sioux College Cougars team, Stephen Fabro. They got Joey Guzzo, they got Malcolm McPhee, Jordan Ritchie, a good amount of guys that are on that team. And the Sioux College Cougars just have implemented a baseball program. I love to see it. I love to see it. And I'm going to say it flat out. I wish Algoma University had a bit more of these type of sports, just hockey and baseball. I believe they would ice a very terrific hockey team, the Algoma University Thunderbirds, and I feel like they would actually do pretty well in baseball. I think hockey would be a bit more successful, to be honest, but there's obviously travel issues, concerns, funding. But Sioux College has done a great job in getting athletics out for their hockey team and now having baseball come up. It is fantastic to see. And as mentioned, go to SiouxBall.com to check out the Sioux College 
Cougars. Now, there's also more news on the website of Subal.com. Fall baseball registration is available now. So Sioux Minor Baseball is offering an eight-game league for high school-age players, which is grades 9 to 12, beginning September 7th until October 5th. It's two games per team per week on Monday, Wednesdays, and Sundays. So registration, okay, was the deadline was on August the 26th, 2022, and the cost was $50 per player, but I am certain if you are still interested to sign up, all you got to do is go to the website and sign up, and they will allow you to get in. And if I'm incorrect on late entry, well, I guess I can't be right all the time. (laughs) But jokes aside, reach out through the website and inquire if you are interested. Now, as you know, it is just yours truly for the show today, but Connor Henderson has made sure to provide me some news, and it's in regards to the OBAA Provincial Tournament. Now, OBA is Ontario Baseball Association. Okay, the tournament is 12 teams. There, I do not have a list of teams, so don't penalize me for that. But if you also go to SueBall.com, you'll see the under-13 and the under-9 schedule there for the Provincial Championships, which goes from today, September the 2nd, from 6 p.m., which is just an hour and a half away, until Monday, September 5th at 1 p.m. And it's at Sinclair Yards. Now, what does that mean? It is in Sault Ste. Marie. That means get up when you're done listening to this podcast, start your vehicle, and get your ass down to Sinclair Yards and support our youth there for the 13-under and the 9-under. And I should mention fall baseball. There's 16-under to 18-and-under on Tuesday, September 6th to Friday, October 7th, as well at, of course, Sinclair Yards. Now, I did forget to mention that for the other fall, so I want to make sure I mention that there is fall baseball available for 16-under and 18-under as well. But I want to go circle back for just momentarily uh, for the OBA for the 13-under and the 9-under. It's always good to support the local kids for baseball. Baseball is growing here in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, and the way it's going to continue to grow is not only just getting your kids signed up for it, but to go out and support. We have some great ball fields. They've been really renovated and well taken care of this year, and it's only the beginning. There's going to be a media booth at the Sinclair Yards in the IDA Park. Obviously, Sault Ste. Marie is a very passionate hockey town and also a very good football town as well. But the other sports uh, such as basketball, baseball, amongst others are making the climb and it is a great to see. Now, we're about just over nine minutes into the show, and I did say about a handful of minutes for local, so I did lie and go a little bit extra, but obviously I want to get the love where it's deserved. And I did mention this about almost 10 times already, but go check out SueBall.com for all the need-to-know information about updates in the world of baseball for Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. And hey, if you're outside the Sioux, Check out this website yourself and maybe you can implement something in your area if it already isn't in place or maybe you can recommend your hometown to follow what we are doing if they are not yet because they do a fantastic job with the updates. Now, good luck to the 1300 and 900 as well and good luck to everyone who is playing into the fall season as well. Now, lastly, of course, we're not going to miss getting into this. The T-Gem Pandas have won the Men's Open Hardball Baseball Championship. The TGM Pandas played a very good team in the Hellcats who have won the title multiple times. They end up winning the game 13-3 to 
And it was called after the Mercer Rules, in effect, into the sixth inning. For the T-Gem Pandas, Danny Guzzo started on the mound, pitched four innings. Then J.J. Bergman rounded up the last couple innings. J.J. Bergman, who's well-known for baseball uh, in Sault Ste. Marie. The Hellcats had Kyle Cormier and Greg Lefebvre on the mound. And they did really well. Just the bats ended up getting really alive for the T-Gem Pandas. Yours truly went one for three with a walk. In the game, there was multiple hits from J.J. Bergman, Malcolm McPhee, and the list goes on. It was a fantastic game overall. The playoff MVP for the T-Gem Pandas has been announced as J.J. Bergman, uh, who will be receiving that award this year. Now, the T-Gem Pandas that everyone knows, if you've been listening to the show, have been a part of this team for the fifth season was this year. And previously, it was called the Game Sports Show Renegades. Uh, the name was changed over once TGM has been more official and was announced as a business. And I guess you can say bought out the original name. So yours truly bought out himself. So TGM Pandas took over the Game Sports Show Renegades this year and it ended up having a very impressive season going 12-2 and and then finishing the playoffs 1-0-1. Yes, there was a tie in the first game. If you recall back to the previous edition, a very tight game against the Donuts that game while the Pandas were down eight regular guys that game, but end up pulling through in the final inning to rally and tie it to make sure that they can clinched their way to the finals as the top seed. They would have automatically clinched as long as the Hellcats beat the Donuts, and that did happen, which ultimately led to the Hellcats facing the Pandas last night at Sinclair Yards, IDA Park. And the game was fantastic. There was a crowd of, I would say, just about 20 people. Now, people tune in and like, <laughs> what is this, 20 people a crowd? Hey, when you got almost 20 people coming out to watch your men's league game, if it matter if it was 15 or 20, whatever it may have been, they take the time out of the week down a work night to come watch. It's pretty exciting stuff. And the game is going very well for the Hellcats at the beginning of the game, but then the Pandas claw back, leading the way to victory. And yours truly was very excited. I've personally speaking, have lost in the finals and amongst everything ever since uh, the junior career, if you will, which I end up bringing up almost on every show when it comes to hockey and junior career. But ever since then, the only thing I've won since the junior career was multiple three-on-three -three championships. But when it came to men's league in terms of hockey and the mayors, and there was a previous league before that, before I joined the mayors that we ended up winning after making the finals four times. We've made the finals, did the game sports show Renegades, and now the TJ Pandas on over about three times and did not win those either until now. So it was great to actually feel like a winner again, despite that it was men's league. And as everyone can see in my voice, the passion and excitement, it's not because of winning a men's league thing and be like, oh my God, I feel like I'm on top of the world. No, there was no celebration like that. But to enjoy it with your friends and the great team that was there with the T-Gem Pandas and overall with this league that is competitive and very enjoyable games, uh, the Hellcats, the Donuts, and even the U15 Sox have played games against us. Very competitive teams, very good. And it is certainly a league that everyone should take note on to come check out. If you're interested to play, come on out. And if you think you can make a team to beat and dethrone the now champion T-Gem Pandas, we welcome all challengers, if you will. <laughs> Jokes aside, the T-Gem Pandas get the W. 
hoist the title and we'll have the name engraved on the trophy with J.J. Bergman there as the playoff MVP, the official announcement of the playoff MVP. Yours truly and Nathan Inch are staff members of the Gain Sports Show. Obviously, yours tru- truly being the owner and president and Inch being the casual wrestling analyst, Intercontinental Inch, representatives of the show, hoisting the trophy with the lads, if you will. Now, you can check out some pictures online to the TGEM Network Facebook page. Also on the Game Sports Show Instagram page in the story was also shared there as well. And I would imagine there'll be a little bit more uploads on that website I already touched on earlier, Suball.com. Congratulations to all teams that played that this year in the Men's Open and to all teams that played in all leagues across Sault Ste. Marie this year. We are hopeful this league, especially in the Hardball Men's Open League, the league expands Hopefully a team from Sioux, Michigan comes back on over. Heck, if you're in Thessalon, you're in Echo Bay, even if you're in Blind River, come on, make a team, come on down, let's grow this league because it is amazing. Or if you're in Sioux St. Marie, put a team together to play baseball. You need 10 people that are going to show up. It's a lot easier than putting a hockey team together. It's in the summer. I think it's more enjoyable than slow pitch. Come give it a shot. And a fun little announcement to everybody, there's going to be a few big tournaments coming next year, courtesy of T-Gem and the Game Sports Show. And I'm just going to leave it at that. So maybe if you're thinking about putting a team in, maybe you want to try that first. I'll just throw that tease right now. But again, T-Gem Pandas, champions in the Men's Open Hardball Baseball League. And on behalf of T-Gem, I want to say thank you to Andre LaFrancois. Cito Gaston is what his nickname is on the squad. He has done a fantastic job over the past few years putting the squad together. And also keeping everyone in the loop, making sure guys show up to games, payment, and also getting the jerseys hooked up. The last couple of years when it was the Renegades as well as the Pandas, the Hats, he does a fantastic job. I know he's a, also a loyal listener and a good friend, so I want to make sure I give him a shout-out as well. His uh, hard work and him just overall as a person, fantastic. Major League Baseball, 6.35 p.m. Eastern Time, the Blue Jays have their first pitch against the Pittsburgh Pirates, 49-81 Pirates as the Jays going to action 70-59. and And now the Blue Jays are in a very interesting spot, okay? They're hot, they're cold, they end up going to beat the Yankees, they go beat the Red Sox up, you play the Angels, you choke, you have some difficulty against the Cubs, you win that series though. And the Jays right now are only a game and a half up on the Baltimore Orioles and three games up on the Twins. And they're actually two games behind the Tampa Bay Rays and Seattle Manors uh, for that, well, the top wildcard spot. But Baltimore and Minnesota are chasing Toronto. And if the Blue Jays can figure it out on the mound with the more of that bottom of the rotation, Mitch White was there to replace, essentially, Kikuchi. And it hasn't been too successful. He's had the first start that went okay to good and ever since then it hasn't been the same as Mitch White has taken the mound for the Toronto Blue Jays. And Kikuchi's had hot and cold appearances from the bullpen. Now, when Ryu went down for the Blue Jays, concerning, right? But when the trade deadline came around, I've said this on the last couple shows, I've said this on the 1400 AM edition, they didn't address the areas of need. And that was on the starting rotation as well as in the bullpen. People say, well, hey, you got Zach Pop, you got Anthony Bass. Yes, great additions, love that. But they needed to have more, okay? Now, Inglacius, the Tigers bullpen. There's guys available that you could have made moves for that they didn't. 
because they believed in certain guys that they picked up and what they had, and I have respect for that. But it seems like if you're going to go in the playoffs against Tampa Bay, against Seattle, against Houston, against the Yankees, even against Cleveland, can you confidently say that the Jays have a better bullpen? I, I can't. I, re- I really can't. Batting? <laughs> Fantastic. Top in the league. Just as good as the Dodgers. Just as good as the Yankees. If not, top two right next to the Dodgers. That's why they're able to come back in so many games. But you can only do that and rally so much. When you go against these good teams, you're not going to be able to do that every night. Simber, Bass, Romano, those guys are good to have out of the pen, but they can't pitch for you every night. Garcia, though, has been the hidden gem this year, which is great to see. So you have four guys that are reliable, which is actually pretty good. But sometimes that fifth and sixth guy is what can put you over the edge. And Ross Stripling doing what he's doing on the mound is a, is a pleasant surprise for the Blue Jays. But my concerns are, unless you have Gosman, Manoa on the mound, it can be a hit and miss. And that goes for Barrios now as well. The guy has been really struggling this year. Stripling... Yes, you know, he's done extremely well. Can he keep that up into the playoffs? And Mitch White, absolutely not. Kikuchi, absolutely not. You don't want to call up Julian Merriweather. If that guy plays more, it's going to be more disaster for the Jays. Nate Pearson's still getting healthy. There's just concerns that they didn't address. But they did address some of it. But it wasn't enough. But I won't dive into that any furthermore. The point is the Blue Jays going to action this weekend against a team that is beneath them in the standings, well beneath them. And the Blue Jays do not do well against teams that are underneath them in the standings. I've compared them to a lot of my friends as the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs, when they play against teams that are underneath them in the standings or that shouldn't be skating with them, they have a hard time against them. But when they play against teams that are just as good, if not better, they pick up their game, unless it's a game seven in the playoffs. Going back to baseball, though, because it's the strike zone, this is not top shelf, the Blue Jays have to find that consistency. And that goes from the bullpen pitching, but even the bats. The bats have been getting cold sometimes. They had no runs against the Angels in a couple games there, right? You you play the you play the Angels. You lose twelve nothing. That's embarrassing. You 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 need to have the bats be consistent. How, baseball is such a funny sport where one game you can get twenty nine runs, the next game get none. And for the Blue Jays, they have the ability to get ten plus runs a game. That's not even a joke. When you have guys like Bichette, Springer, Guerrero, Alejandro Kirk, who's been a very pleasant surprise, Guriel, Teoscar Hernandez, Danny Jansen, who's been hot, okay, Santiago Espinal, who's at the bottom of the order, hits for contact, gets on base, Whit Merrifield, he's been one of the best hitters in the game for the past couple years, and I mean hitting. So you're not going to play him every night, but you have Biggio, too, who can step in. Okay, Tapia, who's a very aggressive hitter as well. They have the ability from their bench to be successful. And I love the addition of Jackie Bradley Jr. They did reclaim Bradley Zimmer in preparation for September call-up baseball, but the Blue Jays have that offense and they have the defensive ability. And speaking of defense, how'd I forget? Matt Chapman in their batting order. Chap has been hot. He's had some inconsistencies, but he's been very well overall this year. And defensively, he's a stud. The Blue Jays offensively, the bats... I am concerned because of the inconsistent, but not as concerned as I would be with the mound and the bullpen. So as a Blue Jays fan, and if you are a Blue Jays fan, there's a lot to really get excited about going into this last month of the season as the postseason run, but the Blue Jays are not for sure in. 
They need to win these games against teams beneath them in the standings. And then when it comes to the next week or so against teams that they play in their division, get that breathing room, okay, because those games are going to feel like playoff games. And maybe that's good for the Blue Jays because maybe that's where they will pick it up a little extra. And you'll see the bats not only get alive, but maybe the pitching will be a bit more consistent riding into the playoffs. And yes, I said playoffs. I will be surprised if the Jays do not win this playoffs. And I would be very surprised if they didn't even win the wild card. Okay, I still think that they're going to win the wild card. They should have won the division this year, but I think the Yankees have that on lock, even though they've been struggling this past month. They have enough breathing room, I think, there to clinch uh, by the end of this month. More division leaders that I mentioned Houston, the Yankees, Cleveland. Okay, those are teams that, are, well, most likely to be received, especially Houston. Cleveland has some breathing room, but you have Minnesota just right behind you. So it's going to get very interesting from that end, but Houston's running away with it. If you look over at the NL, you got the Dodgers, Mets, and St. Louis, Atlanta, Philly, and the Padres, San Diego Padres in the wild card hunt. And now Milwaukee is about three games behind. Then after that, just drops right off. So I think you're going to confidently say that those three wild card teams are going to be the teams, unless Milwaukee can get hot. And honestly, I'm pulling for Milwaukee to get hot. I was there earlier this year, and it's a great atmosphere, great fans. I would love to see Milwaukee uh, get into there in the wild card somehow, but it's going to be tough. The The team that I'm pulling from the NL side, as everyone knows, is the Padres. But when you look at the Mets, how can you not cheer for the Mets with Edwin Diaz in that entrance? Okay. Fantastic. He's arguably the most favorite pitcher in baseball right now. The most popular pitcher in baseball because of what he's done, not only with that song, but he's done very well, of course, uh, with the Mets. And the Dodgers are just being the Dodgers. They were favorites going into this year and they've been living up to the expectations leading the, uh, the major leagues in huh, a lot of categories that's to say and they're 90 and 40 this year. Very exciting team to watch. They're going to be very tough to beat in the finals no matter who comes out of the AL. Now transitioning over to a bit more of the MLB news. Now a lot of trade deadline deals have, play, have paid quick dividends. I'm taking this right from MLB.com because it's a very very interesting point, okay? And they mentioned about Jordan Montgomery on the Cardinals, okay? And then you can go down and you can look at uh, Juan Soto. You can look at Vogelback with the Mets, okay? You can look at Castillo with the Mariners, okay, after getting traded there from Cincinnati, okay? But, you know, the, the interesting, uh, like, ones that I saw more so through the honorable mentions, is actually Maurice McGuire with the Red Sox. Yes, I said Reese McGuire, the guy who's had some legal issues while he was with the Blue Jays, but then he moved on as he got traded for Zach Collins, the White Sox, and he was picked up at the deadline. He's had 52 at-bats for the Red Sox, and he's batted 385, almost playing every day in Boston. Seems like he's found some comfortability there in Boston for sure. So the trade deadline, some things are paying off. The Boston Red Sox may not make the playoffs, but hey, you had a good deal there, Boston. I'll give you a little bit of love because Toronto has uh, taken care of you numerous times this season. Now, I want to know what everyone else's thoughts are in terms of the major leagues, okay? Where do you think the Blue Jays will end up? Where will you think the wildcard standings are going to shape up in each side for the NL and AL? Is there a team that's still going to come up and maybe make things interesting? And hey, I had a conversation about this last night. Do the White Sox still make things interesting? They're obviously having some, uh, La Russa's having a little bit of health issues currently at the time with the White Sox, uh, but they have a very good team that could be capable of being sneaky coming up here in, in September. And what about Baltimore? You cannot 
take Baltimore lightly. Okay, and the sad thing is, especially if you're a Blue Jay fan, I'm seeing Odor on that team. Of course, it just makes you shake your head. Of course, he's a part of that team. And everyone remembers the incident with Jose Bautista. Okay, but never forget the quote, rather get punched in April than knocked out in October. One of the best lines I've ever saw on a sign at a sporting event or saw a sporting event in general. But I'm going to say the White Sox on the AL side. If I'm going to pick the NL, it might be a little bit of a rough shot here, but the Milwaukee Brewers. But the Chicago Cubs, they've been better. They're going to be playing spoiler a lot. Okay, so if I'm a team like Atlanta, Philly, Padres, and Milwaukee, you got to watch out when you play the Chicago Cubs. They can play spoiler for sure. They got some bats that just play for contact. They play to win. David Ross showed that while he was at the Rogers Center this past week. He steals base. He's risky. Watch out for spoilers. It'll be the Chicago Cubs, in my honest opinion. From the NL side, if you look at the AL side, I'd already said Chicago, but a spoiler from a team who's not even going to come close uh, to making it, I'd say watch out for the Angels because they were supposed to do better this year. They had an awful year. Maybe they want to go and get hot in September to have a little momentum going into next season. And speaking of the Angels, perfect transition, Shohei Otani. That was one thing I wanted to get into with the the strike zone right now before I wrap up the show as we are just hitting a half hour already overtime as always here, saying one time but it's actually extended, surprise. But Shohei Otani has one year left on his deal going into next year and the Angels have to decide what they're going to do. There's sale going on and and you don't want to lose Otani for nothing. That's the the mindset you have to have. If you have the ability to trade, you have to trade someone like Shohei Otani. I would love to see Shohei Otani in a Toronto Blue Jays uniform. What would it take to get him, you ask? Don't even ask. You're looking at Ricky Tiedman. You're looking at Olivius Martinez. You're looking at an MLB-ready player, which will likely be a Lourdes Gurriel Jr., and potentially another C-level type prospect. So you're moving a couple top prospects, a MLB-ready player, and something else. And I'm probably still a bit off than what the Angels will want for him. I think if there's a team that might make a move for a trade with Shohei Otani, is going to be the New York Mets. I think you got to look at the Mets to maybe make a move. Will they resign him? I don't know. If he becomes a free agent, then watch out. Toronto will be a favorite. And heck, I even think the Tigers would be a favorite to potentially sign him. I just got a feeling about those Tigers. Tiger fans might be getting a little excited when I say that. They wouldn't trade for him, even though the Tigers have the right pieces. Imagine if they can land a big fish if he goes free agency. They would That would be the perfect time for the Tigers with all the young guys coming up. With Torkelson probably being a couple years, he'll be a couple years in and more maturity in the MLB. You bring in Shohei Otani to that team with the young pitching staff that they have. <laughs> Blue Jays or Tigers will be the team he would sign with as a free agent. But if Otani is traded to Toronto, Toronto will only trade for him if he signs an extension, which means that Toronto has to consider also giving Vlad and Bichette an extension if you're going to keep a core money doesn't grow on trees be very interesting as much as Toronto fans would love to see Shohei in Toronto I think it can happen will it happen Mm, 
I wouldn't bet on it. I would be looking at the New York Mets. There's just something about the Mets making that trade, giving up what they need to, and then when he comes a free agent, then you can maybe look at Toronto saying, hi, we're going to spend a little bit more money here or a team that will be at the time able to spend money. And of course, you're going to have the Dodgers and Yankees always in it at that point as well. And heck, even the Mets at that point as well. But Shohei Otani getting moved, I would be very surprised if he was an Angel next year. If he does come back an Angel next year, I don't think the Angels are doing the right thing. I think the Angels should focus on moving him if they cannot resign him. You have someone there named Mike Trout, who in my opinion is arguably the best baseball player in this era, despite with his injuries, if he didn't have injury problems, the way he's built, the way how he is as an athlete, he would truthfully be the best baseball player maybe in the top five of all time. And I would still consider that he is. Even if he doesn't break sort of records, injuries have pulled him away from being in that consideration over the past few years. But they had a core there now with Trout, with Otani. They spent some money in free and it hasn't worked out. And the Angels now looking at sale of the team. They should be looking at potentially a little rebuild and making the moves. Trout won't want to move. So you keep Trout there as a part of being a part around the young guys. But Shohei Otani will be moved, in my opinion. And from what I'm hearing in terms of some friends close to the game in the United States, I mentioned to me that the Angels have already started taking calls for Shohei Otani. But every team always picks up the phone, more so in baseball than other sports. That's what one uh, baseball scout has told me. Not to say I would agree. A little bit of bias there on his opinion. But it does make sense, especially in this situation. This has been Strike Zone, powered by the Game Entertainment Media, the Game Sports Show, yours truly, David McCaig, president of the Game Entertainment Media and one of the main hosts here on the Game Sports Show. Make sure you check out thegamesportshow.com. We're going to be having another update to our website in the very near future. Make sure you keep tabs on that. We talked local baseball that's based in Sault Ste. Marie, news and updates around that. We talked about the Men's Open Championship, the title being crowned to the T-Gem Pandas, T Gem Pandas make an appearance this year and in the men's league realm. They're 1 0 and they're looking to continue that into next year and maybe even to other sports. Hint, hint, hint. Major League Baseball, I had to touch on that. I'll give a little bit more love to the Blue Jays, of course, uh, especially being the only Canadian team and give a little, little tap to the Tigers because I think they're going to be next couple years, those Tigers. Just got a feeling. Maybe we'll one day see an ALCS between the Blue Jays and Tigers. Mm. Me and Scott Nason driving down to watch that at Comerica Park because probably might be a little bit more affordable there than it would be at the Rogers Center. But nonetheless, maybe even me and Intercontinental Inch walking downtown Toronto, getting a ride down there from Sault Ste. Marie to downtown Toronto, walking right into the Rogers Center. That's my prediction with the next couple years, seeing the Jays and Tigers being ALCS. But it will be at a time where the Blue Jays have already won a title. So yes, there's another little prediction by yours truly within the next two years, because I said within the next couple of years, potentially Tigers and Jays. But before that, the Jays will win. Will it be this year, or will it be next, or will it be both? Time will tell. All you got to do is just get into the postseason. Anything can happen. In any sport, anything can happen. The Game Sports Show can be found on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Podbean, Podtail, Facebook, Instagram, our website again, thegamesportshow.com, or you can check out the TGEM Network YouTube channel. 
Things will be growing with TGM very rapidly in the local community in Sault Ste. Marie, so make sure you keep an eye on that. And upcoming on the Game Sports Show, there will be the 1400 AM edition on Monday. There hasn't been an upload of a podcast version of the show the last couple of weeks due to technical difficulties, but that will be resolved hopefully by next week. And from a TGM perspective and Game Sports Show, because it is the Game Sports Show being posted on TGM, we will have a special edition upload as well within the next 72 to 96 hours. Yes, being exact, uh, for a special edition upload with the Game Sports Show featuring Rory Vince Patrick. And then there will be another special edition upload within the next 7 to 10 days after that even. So a lot of special edition uploads coming your way to make sure that you tune into. That is audio versions on the Game Sports Show platforms video version on the tgem network youtube channel thanks for tuning in to another edition of the strike zone and yes yet another holiday type edition we always have them on holidays or special days it seems like it has been just yours truly david mckaig for this edition connor henderson sends his best to all of you as well and he apologized for being unable to join so hopefully i provide enough entertainment because heck i know i can talk that's why sometimes riding solo is fine with me, but I certainly did miss uh, Connor's presence here today. But hopefully you did enjoy all the content that was provided to you by the Game Sports Show and yours truly. Here to remind you to keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, drain your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah.